0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. November 1, 2019, the Corruption in Soccer edition. First up, from the Moscow Times, leaked emails claimed to show Russia's FIFA World Cup bribery scheme. Emails claiming to show how Russia's improved bid to host the FIFA World Cup in 2018 by bribing the world's soccer decision-makers have been leaked. Russia won the rights, beating out other contenders, England, Spain, Portugal, etc., in the bidding process. Emailed dossiers of senior FIFA officials uh, contained instructions on how to bribe them according to screenshots seen by the publication. The dossiers offered choices of influencing them through European football governing body, commercial partners, or uh, through other mechanisms. The Russian Organizing Committee allegedly sent emails to three Russian officials uh, setting out how to do so. Following up on today's theme of corruption in soccer, soccer attracts the most misconduct allegations in global sports. 87% 87% of the 240 allegations of misconduct reported to the Sports Integrity Hotline over the past two years highlighted a number of match-fixing, internal corruption, and sexual abuse issues. The Sports Integrity Hotline was established by the International Center for Sports Security in 2018, giving whistleblowers from every region a platform to submit integrity violations in all sports, and in this week it released its first summary of reported cases. The summary shows match-fixing and money-laundering accounting for 35% of all reported cases across sports, with sexual abuse and doping uh, making up 15% and international corruption 10%. So, once again, soccer gets to claim we're number one, although I'm not sure they really want to for this issue. Uh, Next up, the Financial Times asks... Would a company ever want to go public? Uh, With WeWork's decision to abandon its IPO, the latest example of powerful forces shaping America's capital markets. Private equity companies, uh, private equity funds, rather, and companies are looking for new ways to list. Uh, Obviously, the direct listing model has become uh, more popular, uh, based upon the uh, model of Spotify. The number of companies listed in the past two decades has halved. That's Uh, really a a variety of reasons of doing so. Jay Clayton, of course, claims to want to give small uh, investors the opportunity to make money, but he's yet to really do anything to promote uh, investors or certainly to protect investors from his role as the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission. So we will continue to see this uh, new model of uh, companies' monetizing themselves and private equity cashing in on their early investments of the uh, individual companies they've made money in. And finally, in our last story, also from the Financial Times, a wave of bank scandals has forced the EU to toughen money laundering regimes. The (laughs) EU is going to uh, urge a rather set centralized Supervisor with powers to intervene if banks are failing to police their clients' property. Given the uh, plethora of uh, money laundering scandals that have come out of the EU, including 200 billion through uh, Danske Bank's Estonia branch and the uh, ABL, ABLV scandal, the Uh, EU really wants to try to clamp down on the money laundering that's going on in Europe. This has been incredibly profitable, obviously, for the banks, so their self-interest has not been to follow the laws in this area. And indeed, we saw that with Danske Bank, where they uh, deliberately uh, didn't respond to allegations of money laundering because they were making so much money from it. So probably not a real big surprise here. We have podcast posts by Vince Walden in the Walden Pond and Allison Van Hooser in stake a podcast and leadership this week on the Compliance Podcast Network. Take a listen there. Two great podcasts. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.